Live from Gross Point, Michigan, it's time for the number one radio show in the private service industry, where private service professionals can discuss topics that pertain to their industry. And now, here is your host, DEMA National President, Matthew Hack. Hello and welcome back to another edition of DEMA Live. DEMA Live is a podcast radio show for the private service industry intended to bring private service professionals, suppliers, principals, and recruitment agencies together to discuss topics of interest to the high net worth service industry. DEMA Live is produced by the Domestic Estate Management Association, a professional trade association intended to serve those who serve others. Our website is www.domesticmanagers.com. Our show is broadcast live on blogtalkradio.com every Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. If you're listening to the show live and you can log into the Blog Talk Radio website to submit questions online, during the show you can also text questions to 313-404-3998. Once again, to text questions to the show, it's 313-404-3998. My name is Matthew Hack. I'm the president of the Domestic Estate Management Association, and I will be your host today. I'm joined today by my special co-host, DJ Haverkamp, a private service professional based in New York. On today's show, DJ and I are scheduled to be joined by several special guests. Some of our guests have joined us for past conventions, and some plan on attending this year's convention. I'm really excited to get this episode started, so with no further ado, let me go ahead and bring in my co-host, DJ Haverkamp. DJ, welcome, uh, welcome to DEMA Live on this Wednesday, and uh, how was your uh, Memorial Day weekend? Hi, Matt. Great to touch base with you again today. Uh, Memorial Day weekend was great. My uh, family was in town, so we, uh, my, my principal was in town, and, and so I had to work a couple of the days, but I did get one afternoon off to... Uh, be able to go out and do some sailing on Long Island Sound. So that was a wonderful experience. It's one of the things I really love about being here in the New York area. I had no idea that you were a sailor. Yeah, I have a really good friend. He's got a wonderful Catalina, and he uh, needs crew. So we uh, go out and sail, and I, I just love it, being out on the water. Awesome. Well, that's that's uh, we are we're always learning something new here at Dima Live about um, about our members, and so that's awesome that you were able to get out on the uh, out on the out on the ocean there and, and be able to do some sailing. So, um, with that being said, um, that means I guess we're both well rested, and uh, it's time to talk about something that might be a little bit exhausting, and that's convention. Um, and it, mm-hmm. when I say exhausting, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean in a great way. Um, you know, in, in its own right, I've had lots of people who have attended the convention in the past, and, you know, they talk with us about how there's so much action, uh, there's so much information and networking that goes on in such a short amount of time that sometimes it is exhausting. And uh, and that's exactly how we want the experience to be for all the private service uh, professionals that attend the convention. So with that being said, DJ, can you give us a little bit of experience uh, or, or, you know, tell us a little bit about your experiences with uh, convention? Yeah, Matt, sure. I have only been to two of the four conventions that we've had, the last two that were held down in Orlando. And I had some really excellent experiences, uh, both of those uh, uh, conventions. I think the first convention that I went to, 
I was a little overwhelmed just because I really didn't know what to expect and I really didn't know a lot of people. So I didn't have, I don't feel like I had quite as good of an experience the first time, but it was still just part of that learning process for me and getting to make some acquaintances. But uh, the thing that I, I went away with, it, it's fun. I have a lot of fond memories of, of having some great conversations with uh, several of the other folks who work in private service from around the country that had come to meet there in Orlando. And then uh, I, I have some really fun memories of the um, some of the presentations that were held. Uh, I remember the guy with the champagne bottle using the um, his saber to knock the top off of his his uh, champagne bottle and how impressive that was. And uh, so there were several great educational experiences in the in the different educational parts of the series. And then the trade show was also really good, getting to meet some of the vendors that I hadn't um, dealt with before and getting to see some of their presentations and some of the things that they were offering that, that I have found beneficial since then. So all in all, it, it was a great experience being at the last two conventions. Excellent. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, the points that you bring up um, are, are obviously um, the, the highlights for, for a lot of people that attend, um, and, uh, and we've seen that in the surveys that we send out to those that attend um, so that we can get the feedback uh, on, on what they're looking for and, and if we're meeting the, uh, the demands of, of what, those, uh, what, what those people are looking for. So with that being said, um, Obviously, I know that you probably have some questions for DEMA headquarters as far as what we have in store uh, for this uh, fifth annual convention. So um, go ahead and fire away. Well, man, I, one thing I, I think it's good for our listeners to just know is maybe some of the history behind the convention. And I would be curious to know how you and Mike or how DEMA actually came up with the concept of having a convention and maybe some of the history of how this has all come to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's it's definitely something to to talk about. Um, obviously, first and foremost, I think that those have uh, those that have attended have all become great friends, and um, I think that that has had a huge impact on uh, on how the actual convention runs, how it flows, how it feels. Um, I think that uh, the first convention that we had, uh, no one really knew what to expect. There were a lot of people that had never met um, other people that were at the convention. And so that first convention was really a huge learning experience for, uh, for the DEMA headquarters team and, and the convention team to, to realize that, you know, we had to create a, a special bond and a connection at the convention. The second one, uh, which was in Orlando, uh, was a great opportunity because everyone came back and they started seeing familiar faces. And so now you started creating this culture where everyone got to know each other, and, and it was a lot of fun uh, for them to be able to come back and meet their friends. So with that being said, um, I think that one of the big things that we look for is that um, we've been told by attendees that they love catching up with people that they've met at past conventions and that they also like getting a chance to meet new PSPs as well. So with that being said, 
you know, the overall concept of the convention really hasn't changed that much. We want to provide a weekend of educational speakers while providing an environment that's conducive to network and building relationships with other private service professionals across the country. Um, the way that we do that is we've sent out surveys for past attendees and some of the items that they spoke about and, and wanted us to incorporate uh, that we didn't incorporate in the first couple. The first one was a career day and and where they would have a chance to meet agencies and learn more about how to land the perfect job and also how to maintain uh, the perfect job that they had landed. We were also told by the attendees that they wanted more panel discussions, which would include uh, private service per, per professionals and, and their perspectives, which that was something that we didn't really recognize, you know, in the first couple conventions was that PSPs want to learn from other PSPs. And so why not give them the, the platform to be able to communicate their experiences and things that have been successful for them. And by the way, we are incorporating all of those items for this year's convention. So with that being said, DJ, um, I think that we have our first guest uh, here on the show who's calling in, and uh, let's go ahead and bring him on the air. Hey, Matt. David Gonzalez. David, how are you? I'm really well. Doing great. Thank you. Hi, David. Great to talk to you. Hey DJ, thanks for having me on the show. You 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 have a placement agency, right? The Domestic Placement Network. Yeah, I have a full service agency that's now over 15 years in service, and that is called Domestic Placement Network. Uh, we're based out here in Southern California, but we do business nationwide, uh, just depending on the type of position and what the client needs are. Yeah, excellent, uh, excellent. And in addition to that, we, we also run the job board called estatejobs.com. And some of you may have heard of that. Uh, it's a, and many other agencies and direct private employers go to post jobs, and job seekers can connect directly. Mm -hmm. I know Matt was um, talking about the career day, and I, I think that that's only been held two years now, Matt. Is that correct, or was that held in the earlier conventions as well? No, it's been uh, the it's been the last two years, and uh, continues to gain momentum. So, so David, can you tell us um, how that experience? You, you're going to be a part of the career day at this year's convention, correct? That is correct. Yes. And and you've been there the last couple of years, so maybe you could share with our listeners how the career day works and what your thoughts or insights were as to the past experience that you've had as being part of the career day. Sure, I think the. The best part of the format is that many of us agencies and private service employees are very spread out throughout the country. Uh, we find ourselves a little bit isolated. So on the career day, uh, what we get to do first and foremost is kind of put faces to names with people that we've either spoken to or seen a resume or just had a brief interaction, maybe a Skype call, uh, but never met in person. Uh, it's one of the, the best pieces of the puzzle when everybody gets together. Uh, like Matt was saying, you know, getting to just meet some people or reconnect with people that you might have met briefly, that's probably the highlight. Uh, the, we can't really get into huge depth of interviews and one-on-one -on -one time, uh, but we do get a good sampling of it. So agencies 
really are there for more of a meet and greet, to shake a hand, to look someone in the eye, to just get a physical energy and presence with each other. Uh, and it's hugely successful because the, the, you know, being tangible in that way really covers a lot of ground when you next speak with someone via computer or telephone uh, or just passing notes on the Internet. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Even from the private service professional's side, for us or for me to know who you are when I approach your agency about the possibility of being placed, it's so much more comforting to have had an interaction with you before I reach out and submit my resume as compared to just sending a resume to an agency site. And so that personal one-on-one time, I I will attest, is just a a wonderful opportunity and experience that I think the convention offers its participants. I agree 100%. Absolutely. And I think uh, one of the other things, David, is obviously, you know, the 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 one of the more uh important parts of that career day is kind of the second half um of the day and that's where we have uh different speakers that are in the placement industry they get up there and they're able to answer some of those tough questions that private service pre- private service professionals find themselves wanting to get answers to so with that being said I know that you're going to be uh, speaking this year at convention, and you're going to be talking about uh, how to use job boards. And I know that that's uh, something that you're a professional at. Uh, I know you've done a ton of research on the on the ins and outs on that. So can you talk just real quickly, give a couple of – don't give away the whole presentation because we need people to come to convention, but can you give away some of the bullet points of some of the, the talking points that you'll probably be uh, hitting on? Sure, I think – the most important uh, and very lucky advantage I have is that I hear feedback from both job seekers doing an online job search and the clients and agencies that are using the job board to try and attract private service professionals. So I, I hear both perspectives and I really get the, the sort of do's and don'ts on a daily basis. Uh, I, I would say that an effective presentation for me is going to be communicating a lot of what those do's and don'ts are. Um, For example, one of the biggest pet peeves that an agency has, especially while they're using a job board over a span of time, is that they'll see one candidate who seems to be a stronger high-end resume, maybe a house manager, maybe some estate management level work, who ends up applying for just about every single position that agency posts. Everything from housekeeper to houseman to house manager to estate manager. And all the red flags start going off when you see that name for the 30th, 40th time coming up on one of your job posts. So just a, just a quick tip, be really focused in your job search, especially if you're approaching the same organization who's trying to find you a position. That's, yeah, that's, the type of, that's the type of information or tip that that uh, I'm going to be focusing on. Yeah, that's some great advice, David. And, and I'm, I've heard you speak before, and I'm really looking forward to hearing you speak again. So um, can't wait to see you out in Phoenix. Um, but I did. I know you have a book out, right? That that's uh, related to private service. That's correct. 
So very similar to what I just said, uh, from the agency perspective, we also hear a lot of do's and don'ts. We have experience with you know, hundreds if not thousands of cases of people looking for jobs and going through the uh, resume and interview process with private clients. And the things that I pull on or give advice on from a day-to-day uh, operational perspective, I just thought at some point early in the career, I better write this all down because this is a body of knowledge that, that it can't hurt even if somebody knows 98% of it but pulls up two tips out of the entire book and goes, oh, I made that mistake. What a bummer. I won't make it again. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point. So we're on our second edition, uh, released, I believe, about 2013, uh, 2014 in hard copy, and it's called The Insider's Guide to Household Staffing, Private, C- Private Service Secrets They Do Want You to Know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a really good set of tips and advice coming from both sides of the equation. If one of our listeners wanted to get a copy of that, how would they how would they do that? Well, fortunately, Amazon is a wonderful tool that allows that to happen pretty quickly. So just go on to Amazon, type in um, Insider's Guide to Household Staffing, and it'll pull right up for you. That's excellent, David. Well, Matt, uh, great way to get our conversation about the convention started. I know we have several other guests that we're planning to talk with today. But before we move on, I wanted to ask you maybe what your favorite part of the convention is. Yeah, absolutely. Let me uh, let me thank David real quick. Uh, David, thanks for being on the show today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in Scottsdale, okay? Yeah, I appreciate it, Matt. And DJ, thanks so much. Look forward to seeing you there. All right, there. Sound, sounds good. All right. So with that being said, um, you know, obviously, let me answer your question. I mean, my one of my one of my favorite parts of convention is by far and away the awards ceremony and dinner. Um, Dima has always felt that it's important for private service professionals to be recognized for the great jobs that you guys do for the principles that you work for. And so we figured why not let certain individuals that are selected by their peers be recognized once a year as the best of the best. And we give away awards for Private Service Professional of the Year, Agency of the Year, Supplier of the Year, Educator of the Year, Chapter of the Year, uh, Humanitarian of the Year, and then last and, fo- uh, last and, and most uh, is a Lifetime Achievement Award winner, and that goes to someone who's been in the industry for over 20 years, um, and we want to definitely uh, highlight them. So um, I'm really excited. That That's by far and away my, my most uh, uh, favorite part of convention. Yeah. I, Matt, I, I think that what the association is doing with regard to setting standards and giving out awards and even having the convention in general is so valuable to people who work in private service because for so many years, there really hasn't been anything like the association. And by bringing all of us together, there's such a great uh, sense of camaraderie that's beginning to develop. And there's a lot of uh, brainstorming about a lot of different ideas for moving the industry forward. And so I know that for me, one of the highlights of the convention has always been that awards dinner as well. So kudos to you and Mike for getting that organized and, and, um, and thank you for that. So uh, do we have our next guest ready? 
I believe we do. Uh, Mr. Mr. Schmidt, are you there? I am here, gentlemen. All right, excellent. I uh, I just heard you guys talking about the awards at convention, and I felt compelled to call in and, and discuss why these awards are so important and, and why all the DEMA members should get involved nominating and who they think should win. Excellent. Well, I, that, that's a perfect segue. I mean, it's almost like we we, we pre-planned this show. So, uh, with, with that being said, let me uh, let me introduce you the proper way, Richmond. Um, Richmond Schmidt is a uh, past president of the Flamingo chapter, which is the uh, South Florida chapter, uh, and uh, he was our first winner or recipient of the Private Service Professional of the Year. Um, that we gave back and when we were in L.A., and um, we're just really excited to have you on the show today, Richmond, and, and thanks for taking the time to call in and, and just kind of share with us, you know, what your perceptions have been um, throughout the years uh, attending convention. Well, thank you. Um, I think there's several several important points when you when you look at the service awards that are given each year, and it's it's an incredible way for the private service industry to recognize uh, the peers within our industry, and that doesn't happen often enough. We have such a such a insular, such a provincial type of an industry that we're very much unto ourselves. So it's great when you can be recognized by your peers, and it's the other great thing is that these awards are picked by DEMA members. So now's the time to be submitting your ideas for who you see in the industry that that needs to be awarded for, for great efforts in promoting the industry and promoting DEMA itself. And it's it's great that we do that ourselves. And I appreciate, Matt, that you, you give the membership an opportunity to get involved in this process of, of awarding our, our comrades in battle. <laughs> also, also I, I, I think it's great that... Um, there are awards given on occasion that that are given to people that aren't specifically DEMA members. Um, I, I know one in particular. Yeah, the award was given for lifetime achievement, and that was given um, posthumously to somebody who's no longer alive. Um, so um, we can we can open this up beyond DEMA, just DEMA itself, and think more of an, an international industry standard. And uh, it's important that I think DEMA, DEMA makes a voice in this industry like this. I agree. I agree. Richmond, yeah, have I, you I have to... oh, go ahead, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I, what I, I would guess uh, DJ was just going to ask the same question I was, and that was, uh, have you been able to attend all of the uh, conventions so far, Richmond? I've been extremely fortunate. I've attended all four, and I'm looking looking very much forward to number five. Now, now, Richmond, you have a special story, and I think we should share it while we're on the air and we have you here. How are you attending this year's convention? <laughs> I, I, um, I was uh, awarded a scholarship, uh, all expenses paid, and um, I, I greatly appreciate that. So, so that's been an added, added uh, benefit this year for me by Butler's brand. By Butler's brand, and you were able to uh, you were able to receive that and take advantage of it. So there's also other ulterior motives for attending convention. You might find yourself on the winning end of an all expenses paid trip to the next DEMA convention, right? <laughs> exactly. You you will go away. You will always go away with something from the DEMA convention. So. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, Richard, we're looking forward to seeing you. Thanks for all your efforts that you put into DEMA um, over these past years. We really appreciate it. And uh, we certainly look forward to seeing you in uh, Scottsdale in August. And uh, uh, we'll see you then, okay? Look forward to seeing you all very soon. All right. Excellent. Thank Thanks, Richard. Thank appreciate you, having you on the show. Thanks for letting me call in. Bye-bye. All right, so with that being said, let me go ahead um, real quickly, DJ. I just want to take a pause here. Um, this, is a, this is a lot of fun having all these people calling in and, and, and kind of sharing what their experiences have been with, uh, uh, with, with the association and, and convention. So with that being said, hopefully we've got everyone's attention now. We can go ahead and, and do a little bit of sales for, for the upcoming convention, if that's all right with you. Does that sound good, DJ? DJ? Let's get, yeah, let's get the details out there. All right, sounds good. So at this point, um, everyone knows this is the fifth annual DEMA convention. We're going to be holding it in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, the dates are going to be August 26th through the 28th. Um, this year's convention is going to be held at the Westin Kierlin Resort and Spa. Uh, room rates start at only $150 a night, and we're really, really excited about those room rates, especially for the hotel, uh, which we have all that information on the website. Uh, the convention website is www.demaconvention.com. Once again, uh, you can register for the convention at www.demaconvention.com. Uh, and, and you can go ahead and take advantage of the early bird registration. That'll be ending June 30th. So hustle out there, get your uh, get your tickets. Don't wait. And uh, early bird prices this year for all of our DEMA members are is going to be 429. Uh, so it's 429 dollars for DEMA members for uh, for for the all inclusive package there, and then uh, 529 for non DEMA members. So basically for the uh, uh, for the low price of $125, you can also join DEMA, become a DEMA member, and then get the uh, the advantage of being a, a DEMA member discount. So that's good. After the 30th, prices are going to go up to that $529 for DEMA membership. So if you know for sure for certain that you're going this year, don't hesitate. Uh, jump on the website, register today, and uh, and we'll go from there. So um, with that being said. Um, I think we have an, uh, another caller, but before we go to them, um, DJ, what, well, real quickly, I, I, was, I was hoping that we could get you uh, to discuss a little bit um, about, you know, I, I know we talked a little bit about your experiences, but, you know, from an educational standpoint, can you talk a little bit about some of the speakers and the presenters uh, so everyone can kind of get a feel about, what kind of educational experience? I don't need, need to know necessarily who the speakers are, but what type of presenters do you feel are, are at the convention? And, and if you can lay that out, that would be great. Sure, man. The, the two conventions that I've been at, we had both keynote speakers, which addressed the entire convention body, and then we had breakouts where there were individual speakers that spoke on particular topics uh, at different times through the day. And I think, Matt, if I'm not mistaken, as I was looking at the website, there's a bit of a change this year, whereas some of the uh, the educational speakers that are going to be presenting this year are more focused in their, that some of them are going to be speaking just to the vendors or suppliers that service the private service industry, and others are, are oriented towards individuals who are working in the industry. And I think that's a great new addition that you've added this year. But uh, both... Both have provided a great set of information. The keynotes 
speakers have, have spoken on a more general uh, set of topics as far as the, um, the, the attitude that a principal might have towards their private service staff and how one that would view having staff and, and that gave insight to all of us who work in the industry from a principal's perspective. And then uh, there were several wonderful, great speakers in the more specific topics and breakouts that were offered over the course of the year. I remember Jason King did a fun presentation on how to pack a suitcase. And he had 30 little suitcases all lined up and we were all put in teams and we had to, to actually do some hands-on packing. And it was a fun experience that made for a great, great breakout. So those are the kind of things. I, that, that I think I that that's one really thing. Excellent. That's one thing too, just to add on to that, uh, DJ, that we have, you know, you asked earlier about some of the changes that we've made and we definitely have learned uh, that we want to make the, the uh, presentations more interactive. You know, um, we had, mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 Moet was there and they did a champagne course and it was a champagne tasting. Now, some of the people came out of there they were very happy about the fact that they had been there. Uh, for more than one reason, but uh, you know that was an experience <laughs> where you know it was a tasting, a champagne tasting, and they learned a lot in that in that presentation. So, um, yeah. and so it, it's really cool to see how everything has matured uh, over the years, and and we've grown, and, and and the presenters have learned as well. So, with that being said, uh, we have another guest uh, uh, call in, and uh, let's go ahead and welcome him, uh, Graham. Uh, Graham Straight, live from Detroit. How are you, Graham? Very well, Matt. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So, um, obviously, uh, we wanted to... uh, Wanted to get you on here. You've attended several of the DEMA conventions and uh, definitely wanted to uh, to kind of get your feedback. Um, one of the big things that we have seen here um, this year is we're going to be doing a lot more panel discussions. And I know that you've had the opportunity to be involved in a couple of those uh, panel discussions and want to just get your thoughts and your feelings regarding why you feel those panel discussions uh, flow as, as well as they do. Well, uh, first, I also want to say hello to DJ. I know you're there on the line. Um, Hi, Graham. Hello. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I've actually been to three of the past four uh, conventions. As Matt stated, I have uh, had the opportunity to sit on a couple of panels. Uh, One of the things I like about the the panels is it seems like a a little less formal uh, type of presentation, gives people a better opportunity to ask questions. I think it's uh, sort of uh, more of an all-inclusive type of feel to a presentation as opposed to having one person standing on front with a PowerPoint presentation uh, going over slides. I mean, that that serves its purpose, and uh, some people give them extraordinary uh, shows. But the panel discussion really is an interactive way of communicating with the group. Um, and as I've always said to you, Matt and DJ, when I've talked with you, you, know, you go to a meeting on a local level, uh, you meet vendors, but oftentimes you run out of time, you don't really get the chance to talk to them the way you would like to. During the convention, you really get an opportunity to meet some of the great national vendors as well as the local vendors and really get to spend some time with them. And when you have a panel discussion, I think it opens up uh, the subject to many different avenues because others in the audience have some input. 
Excellent, excellent. Well, Graham, we're really uh, we're really excited about uh, about convention, and I appreciate you taking the time to call and just kind of share a little bit of what your experience is. Is there anything else that you'd like to touch on uh, while we while we got you on the show? Well, uh, just you know, if anybody has the opportunity to come to convention, uh, absolutely come. Whatever great time you've had at the local meeting, uh, it's exponentially better at convention. You meet people from all over the country, uh, not just the great vendors, but great P- uh, PSPs. I have lifelong friends from people I've met at convention over the years. Are well worth the investment in time and money. Okay. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you calling in, Graham. Uh, I'm sure DJ does as well. Um, and so at this point, we're going to go ahead and, and let you uh, go back to listening. Okay. But we appreciate you calling in, Graham. Okay. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a great All right. day. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. All right. All right, DJ. So, I mean, this is, are you having a good time with this show? This, this, is, this has been a lot of fun. It's been fun for me to reminisce and think back to the two conventions that I've attended and actually how that they've benefited my time and the things that I've taken away from them that I'm using today. And the other thing is just uh, touching base with Graham and and, uh, and the, the friends that I have made at the convention that I'm looking forward to seeing again this year. So, yeah, it has been fun. Absolutely. So with that being said, we've got another one of your friends, and I know that you uh, you know him well. Uh, he is the uh, chapter president of the New York Tri-State uh, chapter. Um, Mr. Roger Kushwa, is, 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 are you on the phone with us? I am, Matt. And DJ, thank you very much. Hi, Roger. Hey, DJ. How are you today, sir? Roger, I he's have doing good. You. He's doing good. <laughs> I am doing good. I am doing good. Roger, you know, I know Roger good. and I are good friends. Yeah, we're happy today. But I know what I want to divert a little bit. But I know Roger. One of the things you mentioned to me the other day was that your principal is actually paying for your uh, attending the convention. And I wanted to ask that you if you had any advice for any of our listeners who maybe would want to approach their principal about possibly having them pay their way to the convention and to get their principal to kind of cover this. Do you have any ideas or thoughts for somebody who might want to attend the convention but might not be comfortable asking their principal about this or, you know, maybe hadn't even considered the possibility? Any advice on that? Absolutely. Absolutely, DJ. And it's a great question, and I really appreciate it. I've had principals who paid for me to go, and I've had principals who didn't. And the two instances, the two principals that I had who did pay for me to attend, what I did is I looked at the, all of the breakout sessions, and I looked to see what workshops would apply to the household that I was in, be it HR, be it you know, a, a system, a smart home system, or a, a certain uh, aspect of personal care that would relate directly to something that I was, you know, that we were having a challenge with or that we were looking for more information about. And, you know, I would put that together and then I would approach the principal and say, you know, I would like to attend this. Here are the workshops that I would like to attend. And here's how it, you know, I'm going to take that information and use it here at the residence and and use it to make your home better for you and make me a better manager for you. And I think when you approach it like that and you're able to lay that out and show them 
the workshops and the benefit, they see that long-term benefit. And every association, every industry out there, professional association and industry out there, has continuous learning. Everyone is continually learning, and this just helps that. And, and so that, that's one of the things that I – that's probably the thing that I have found most helpful. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, Roger, because I know a lot of our principals work in industry, and I know a lot of them are very familiar with the concept of professional development within their industry. So for those folks who are listening who maybe are a little apprehensive, just know that professional development is a good thing, and it's something that that we who work in private service should always be aspiring to, to, to build our skill base, to be always learning new things and sharing ideas with one another. That's one of the best parts of the convention, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, I've been fortunate here then in that I actually have a budget line item for training and education. And those monies are set aside not only for convention, but for anything that any of the staff uh, need, be it the housekeepers, be it the gardeners, be it my property and grounds guys, whoever, um, for the chefs. You know, go somewhere and have dinner. See what's going on out there. Uh, there's an organic farm that we buy some things from, and they will have classes and workshops. And so I can send my gardeners there. You know, we've had some of our vendors come in and hold classes on pruning and things like that of, of the trees on the property. And so, you know, we're able to do that. And if you have that line item budget, then, you know, I think your principal begins to understand that, yes, this is a continuing thing, but he reaps a return on that. He, he definitely reaps more than he pays. That's for sure. And, you know, let me just share one other thing, uh, Matt, with you and Roger. I know that one of the experiences I have taken away from our two conventions that I've attended is actually the bonding between the members of our local chapter because – even though we have our local chapter meetings and we come to, and, and get together on a, on a regular basis here in New York, getting to spend a weekend with those folks has really helped me to get to know other members within our chapter. And it's really helped us to lay the foundation for building our local chapter into a better chapter over the last couple of years. And I think, Roger, you probably agree that we've had some great discussions at the convention about ways that we could take information or take ideas home to our local chapters. And so for those folks who are listening from different chapters around the country, think about getting other members from your local chapter together and attending the convention together. And that can be a real good chapter building experience on the local basis, local level as well. And any thoughts on that, Roger? Ab absolutely, DJ. And, you know, it, it, it was really interesting in listening to the show today. Uh, I met David Gonzalez at the very first, David and Richmond, at the very first convention out in L.A. I've been blessed to attend all four, and I'm looking forward to attending number five this year. But, uh, you know, met David and Richmond at, at the very first one and have seen Richmond throughout. Uh, met Graham and have seen him since in, in the last three that he had attended. And it is just such a wonderful experience to see old friends, and, and I consider them old friends. Uh, you know, we may only see each other once a year. We may only communicate via email. But to have that relationship and get to see those folks it is priceless. And I want to commend Matt and Mike for the job that they've done in restructuring and formatting. And, you know, there's even new things that are coming out this year uh, in the 
session. They're actually having a train of workshops that are for the vendors. Mm-hmm. And I think this is critical. And, you know, I really applaud Matt and Mike for making the changes and, and taking the suggestions and, and working. And, you know, when David was talking about the, um, the agency day, the job fair, I mean, that's priceless. When can you go and sit in front of and talk to 12, 14 agencies that are all over the country? Yeah, that's great, Roger. Let me ask you one other real quick question. Do you have any advice for anybody who might be a first-time attendee to the convention or that's just considering going or not going? Any thoughts on any uh, for somebody who, who might be going for the first time? Definitely go to the um, – uh, in the past years, and I'm assuming Matt and Mike are doing it this year, the uh, first time um, Donna Shannon did it last year for the first-time attendees. There's a workshop on Friday night for first-time attendees, and it's mm-hmm. really important. But step out. Look for somebody. Ask them. When you look at the name badges, it'll tell you whether they're a vendor or a private service professional. And, and meet people. Go up and talk to people. One of the things, and, and I hadn't realized this till I think it was last year's convention or the year before, that many of the people in private service are introverted. Mm-hmm. They are shy. They are not outgoing. And so, you know, you can tend to see people who are standing or not talking. And, you know, I think it goes back to what you were saying about the chapter coming. It's great if you can attend the chapter with a couple of people because then you get to meet all different kinds of people, and they're people that you know and you can feel comfortable with. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, look for those people, and, and don't be afraid to say hi. And, you know, everybody is there for the same thing. Everybody there is there to meet people, to learn, and to have a good time. And Matt might do a really good job of making sure we have that format. <laughs> yeah, we try. We try. Well, listen, Roger, I appreciate having you on the show. Um, unfortunately, we got we got to wrap things up here, um, and I have a couple of other details I need to get over. But uh, appreciate you calling into the show, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at convention, okay? Well, thanks a lot. I look forward to it as well. Y'all have a great day. All right. You too. Thanks, Roger. All right, so real quickly, uh, DJ, I'm going to go over a couple of bullet points and then I'm going to wrap things up. But uh, I wanted to make sure that we thank all of this year's sponsors that we have. Um, we've got a lot of, a lot of great sponsors. Um, Re- Renovation Angel is uh, one of our uh, diamond-level sponsors. On a platinum-level sponsorship, we have Red 5 Security. And Christoph once again, is going to be uh, providing the awards for all of our award winners, and we greatly appreciate their support uh, on that level. Uh, from a gold-level standpoint, we have Ultra Lifestyle, William C. Huff Moving. Uh, they do a great job. Um, and then on silver sponsorship level, we keep getting these on a regular basis, so this will continue to change. But we have Bartlett Tree Experts, uh, Butler's Brand, Nugent Appraisal Services, and Casabella uh, Staffing Agency. So uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors uh, for, for this year. Um, from a schedule perspective, um, you know, a couple of the speakers that we have uh, that we're really excited about, obviously we're going to kick things off with Mark Matson. He runs a company called Matson Money Incorporated, and uh, he's going to be giving a, a, a great uh, general lecture uh, for best practices on personal finances. Uh, Bonnie Lowe-Cramman is going to be coming back this year giving a presentation on running what-ifs and crisis disaster 
situations. Um, and then we're going to wrap everything up with a body uh, language expert, and it's going to be Rana Musso. And uh, she's going to be able to uh, come in there and teach us about how to uh, understand the body language that our principals are, are giving us uh, as to whether or not we're doing a great job. So with that being said, DJ, I think we've hit everything. Um, I wanted to thank you, as always, for, uh, for being my co-host. I want to thank all of, our, um, all of our participants today that called in. Um, if you have any questions regarding how you can become more involved in your local chapter of DEMA, or if you have questions about how you can register for convention, please feel free to send those questions to info at domesticmanagers.com. Once again, that's I-N-F-O at domesticmanagers.com. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the show or have a suggestion for a potential topic, please feel free to send any of those recommendations to the same email address. We will be uh, live again next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Uh, or if you'd like to listen to any of our previous episodes, do so by uh, logging into iTunes and you can subscribe to our channel. Um, with that being said, we're excited. Uh, we're, we're very excited about the convention. I've been your co-host, Matthew Hack. On behalf of all my colleagues and staff at DEMA, we thank you for allowing us to continue to serve those who serve others, and we'll see you at convention.